how do you train your mind? It is simple. You train your mind the same way you train your body through repetition. What are you repeatedly thinking about? What are you repeatedly talking about? What repeatedly are your thoughts focused on? What do you find yourself thinking about over and over again? Because you're going to become just that. You become what you think about. That's the gift of your existence. And you see it in your mind's eye first. Guys, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Evolution Podcast. Today with us are here Mr. Johnson and Ethan P. Heisey and myself, Sagi Schreiber. And uh, we are here to host this show for you. And today we are going to talk about uh, a thing we just started talking about just before we hit record, which we didn't expect to talk about. But we kind of, you know, started talking about um, the things that are going on in the world and uh, this uh, mass shooting that just took place. Um, and, and yeah, we kind of took it into, you know, I think it was like I asked Mr. Mr. J, I asked you like, why is this happening, man? Like what? And you're, and you're like... Well, because nobody really talks about evil. Mm-mm-mm. Well, first of all, hello, everyone. As always, it's a pleasure. Excuse me, I lost my ring there. It's <laughs> always a pleasure to see everybody. And I hope that today you'll get something from this conversation that in some way will edify you and help you to grow and to learn to deal with things as they are, not often as we would like them to be. And as Sagi stated earlier, uh, primarily, we were just, just having a general conversation, all three of us, usually before we do our recording. And he wrote, he, he brought up a very good question. Why is all this happening? You know, the killings, everything, the, the, the economics, the, the, the disease, the, the viruses, monkeypox, COVID, uh, inflation, uh, mur- mass murder, all of these things that are happening in our society. And I said to him, it's happening because no one talks about this one thing called evil. No one. Nobody talks about evil. It's like it doesn't exist anymore. It's just like, you know, anytime something evil happens, it's blanketed under the umbrella of mental illness, meaning this person is crazy or they're mentally ill. Whatever happened to just being this person is evil. Hmm. You see, oftentimes, and many of us have children, and as I was stating to these two young men, these two fine young men who I admire greatly, When you have children, you're going to tell your children to love their brother and sister. You're going to tell them to treat everybody fairly. You're going to tell them all of that crap. You know why I call it crap? Because adults don't do that. Adults are not nice to each other. Adults are evil. No one talks about that. No one talks about it. So when you look at the evil in society, it's evil to walk into a building and kill children. It's evil. It's evil to take mass weapons that can kill a lot of people and bomb them and kill them and mutilate them. It's evil. You can place it under the umbrella of war. That's what it's called, war. But nowhere as it says war is good. It's evil to kill innocent children. But, you know, as most people in this world, they don't care because their hearts have become cold and hard. As long as it doesn't happen to them, it's usually of no consequence to anybody. You all the white on my face, all of you who are listening to me, I'm too old to give you a bunch of crap, but I will tell you this. 
evil is a real thing. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful. You see that, you see the elements of evil. You say, Mr. Johnson, how can you prove that what you're saying has any validity? It is simple. Just go outside and look mm -hmm. around you and see the Olympics of evil with its various different meats. Oh, it's evil to run down and shoot and kill people with weapons. It's not the problem with guns. It's the people who are using them. They're evil people. You know? People don't understand the concept of evil. And if you put a D in front of the evil, you come up with devil. Many people say they believe in God and because it's not necessarily politically correct to mention religion or one's spiritual beliefs, people don't talk about it. Me, I don't give a damn. The fact of the matter is simple. There are good forces and there are evil forces. This is just the fact of the world we live in. Life and death, hot and cold, short and fat, skinny, tall, whatever. There's always an opposite, if you will. In this world, the duality of man, life, death, rich, poor, health, sick, good, evil, love, hate. And you know what? All of us, they're smack in the middle of it. All of us are given a choice every day to either be good or evil. You can be a good husband or you can be an evil one. You can be a good wife or you can be an evil one. You can be a good child or an evil child. You can be a good co-worker or an evil co-worker. Each of us every single day are given a choice. And that voice that is speaking to all of us, you know that voice that tells you not to do that, don't say this, don't do that, even though they cut you off and track it. You're pissed off, you feel offended, you feel disrespected and you want to respond. Your wife says something to you, pissed you off, you want to respond. Your kids might have got on your last nerves. You want to respond. You didn't get the profit margin you thought you were hoping for, so you want to respond. All of us are given a choice on how we respond. So that's just my yeah. two cents. Yeah. It's fascinating because um, it, I, you know, I do believe there is, you know, there is evil out there. Um, I think, you know, Mr. J, you, you with your you know, you have a military background. And I, I remember back when I was in the army and I was in the, like, in the West Bank area, like, you know, and um, this is where the one, you know, the major conflict points in the Middle East. And I was in, in it, you know, like in the middle of it. And I experienced, I remember like saying to myself while I was there, I was still there. I'm like, oh my God, like in no place in the world, can a person have an 18 year old can have an, such an experience where he witnesses true evil and also true kind of goodness, like on, on people in the same proximity, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that, that was like, I experienced like the, the, the worst and the worst kind of like evil. Like you see it in front of your freaking eyes. It tries to kill you. And then you see the, the goodness of, you know, of other people, like, of like some of the citizens or your co mm -hmm. like your co, um, like your team. And so it's like, it's very interesting. And, um, but now looking at the world, it looks like there's a lot of, you know, weird things happening. Um, I, it's just like, I don't think any, we all have this mentality where it's like, it's not going to happen to me kind of, but mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like for, I don't know if it's different in the U. Like in the U.S., you have the, the, the mass shootings, right? So you're like anybody could walk up with a gun anywhere, right? It's so it's like 
anywhere. You don't feel safe anymore. It's like you have you guys have guns. We don't have this gun problem, but we do have terrorists. So it's mm-hmm. like like every every place has these like you know weird things where you like you, you're like, okay, I, I just hope it doesn't happen to me. What can I do? Can I be worried about it? No, but you know, it's like shit. But, but let me ask yeah. you a question though. Yeah. Let me ask both of you guys a question. Where on this planet are you safe from death? Nowhere. Nowhere. Safety is an illusion. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of things we're taught. This is why the people who really have mental illness are the people who believe what you've been taught. That's the illness. That's how everybody goes along and gets along. And this might be hard for people to understand, but I tell people this all the time. That's why even in the biblical reference, you're called sheep, cattle. That's how they look at the masses of people. People are easily controlled. Most people are controlled through fear. You make them afraid. You know, now how do you make them afraid? It's all mental, psychological. You know, and, and, and these things people really don't like to talk about. But at the end of the day, listen, I'm going to show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Just stay with me. I'm going to just show you something. And most adults continuously miss this. I often tell people, if you want to see what it's really like, pay attention to your children. You say, Mr. J, why would I do that? Let us suppose you have a couple of kids. They're babies. They're, they're four and five, six years old. They're very young. They don't know that they're babies. All they do is eat fruity pebbles, run around and play. That's it. But every time you give them a bath and you're about to put them to bed and they're in the room and you go to turn off the light, what do you hear children say? Mommy, daddy, leave what on? Yeah, leave the light on. Why? Because they're afraid of the dark. Why? Because they think there's monsters in the dark. There's something in it. Yeah. See, even children know intuitively Most crimes happen at what? In the dark. Yeah. You see, there are two forces in this world. And your children are much more closer to it than adults. We we rationalize it to them. Oh, it's just your imagination. There's nothing in the closet. No, sweetheart. But your kids are telling you, I'm afraid. I'm scared. Now, you never taught them to be afraid. You never taught them to be afraid, just like you don't have to teach your children to lie. They know how to do it intuitively, instinctively. Think about it. Your child, you walk in and there's peanut butter all over the wall and there's peanut butter on your child's hand and on their face. And you say, did you do that? What does the child say? What does it mean? (laughs) Why? Did you teach your child to lie? No, you did not. Intuitively, it knows to lie. I'm trying to show people this, just like intuitively, it knows that there's something in the dark. Nobody talks about this. Why are young ladies so afraid when they're walking somewhere and clutching their perches at night? Because they can't see. Because they know something might come from the darkness. Yes, but nobody talks about this. Yes. I mean, and and that's, that's also rationalized because of past history stuff, like, you know. So there's, right, I mean, it's just, I guess evil tends to come out in the darkness just because it can, probably. Well, in my opinion, what most people don't know, if you look at the first biblical reference of darkness, 
when it was upon the face of the earth and it was with the, then the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep and darkness was with it. And then God said, let there be light. Mm -hmm. Then there was light and God separated the light from the darkness and he called the light day and he called the darkness night. These are real things. People never understood that. And you say, well, is, what is the light? Well, it's not the sun, because later in Genesis, it tells you God created two great lights, one to rule the day and one to rule the night. The one of the day is the sun. The one that rules the night is the moon. This is why I tell people the moon is actual light. It's not some sunlight reflecting off the moon. No, the moon is a light. That's why you see it at night, but it's a lot. It's not as bright. But in the daylight, that's the sun. These are two opposing forces, good and evil, night and day. People don't talk about it. They don't talk. They, they put that under the banner of religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about your intuitive, instinctive nature like a child. A child knows when you turn off that light, they are some children are scared shitless. And you say, well, why are they so afraid? Because you must remember where your children just came from. They came from the light. And the, the force or the thing that the light does not like is darkness, evil. And see, there are many people in the world who are living scared to death right now. Think about the woman who's 75 years old. Her husband's dead. Her children don't come see her. This is not just in the States. This is everywhere. But most of us don't think in those terms because you're concerned about your own life. And I can get that. But just think about it for a minute. Yeah. Things are only going to get worse, in my opinion, for a lot of people, because they don't know how to deal with life. Life is not always roses and rose voices. Mm -mm, not at all. That's why there's so many mental institutions. That's why there's so many therapists. Yeah. You got to guard your mind, young people. All of you who are listening to me, when you say, Mr. J, what do you mean by guarding your mind? I would tell Sagi this all the time. You have to have snipers at the gates of your mind of thought because evil can only happen if you allow it in. It must be allowed in. This is, this, I'm not trying to solve all spooky. I'm not doing, I'm just being honest. You have to allow the thought into your mind. And then the seed has to take root in your spirit. And then from that seed grows the fruit of evil. Sorry. I do. Okay, sure. so, you ever heard of okay, sorry, Ethan, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Tiki. I, I was gonna, you're referencing some of the Bible there and some great historical texts. You ever heard of uh, 2 Timothy uh, 1 7? Sure, read it to me. What's it say? It, it says, uh, For the Spirit of God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a power, love, and self discipline. And That's when I think about you know, all the craziness, all the scary things that are happening in this world, you know, from COVID to, you know, being locked down to not living lives because of that, to shootings and murders. And I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to be living in a spirit of fear because it just seems like what's the point of life and to live. So there's got to be something, another way to respond to that than just to hunker down in your house all day. Well, I think that. What you're doing is you have knowledge. We know that book also says in Hosea 4 and 6, we're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. 
and the fact that you know that that scripture is in Timothy, and I want you to focus on that point. It says God does not give us a spirit of fear. Let's study the word fear and spirit. So first of all, fear is a spirit. It's a spirit. It's just, this is what people don't understand. So if we look at that scripture and we really truly break it down and we believe what God says. I believe in God. And that book says, hey, listen, Sagi, Mr. Johnson, Ethan, I don't give you guys a spirit of fear. So then we know that that doesn't come from our creator. So then why are so many people afraid? And if he doesn't give us that spirit, then why is it so why does it possess so many people? You see, I often tell people they don't understand the word possession. They think of some girl spinning her head around and throwing up, you know, some yellow soup or something. No, if fear is a spirit and God doesn't give you a spirit of fear, but you find yourself fearful, then that means you must be possessed with the spirit of fear. And if God doesn't give it to you, then where does the fear come from? Now, your scientists will tell you that this comes from your subconscious mind. That's because they don't deal with anything in a religious term. They say this fear comes from your subconscious mind. But as I would say to many people, I really don't like the term subconscious mind. All is you and all is your mind. And the only place you can be attacked is the mind, not the brain. The brain houses the mind. So when God does not give us a spirit of fear, so he clearly tells us, I didn't do that to you. I didn't make you afraid, Mr. Johnson. I didn't make you afraid, Mr. Sagi. I didn't make you afraid, Mr. Ethan. I didn't do that to you. To know who did. But no one talks about it. Because like I said, when you talk about evil, you put a D in front of it, you have the devil. Most people don't believe in God and angels and devils and demons and all that. I do. And I'm not a fool. It's been around too long. It's just too much evil in the world. You know? I'll prove it to you. Somebody gets in a heated argument and they get into a heated argument and something bad happens and somebody gets shot and killed. After they've all calmed down, what do you hear that person say? I can't believe I what? Did it? I, I did that. They can't believe it. They can't believe it. Why? Because they were possessed with the spirit of rage. And as soon as the rage leaves them, it's just like when people get drunk. That's why they call alcohol spirits. You ever seen that at a liquor store? It's called spirits. Why is it called spirits? Because when you consume alcohol, those spirits, so if you will, get in you and you will most likely do something you normally would not do. Is this not true? You see, but the only way the alcohol can get in, if you let it in, evil is a process of opening up to it. And people don't understand that. And I think and you that are you're absolutely right. Let me finish with my hair. Ethan, you are 100% right. God does not give us a spirit of fear. And I'm glad you said that. And we don't want to turn this to a whole religious conversation. But the question I will say to anyone, if God does not give that to you, then who gives it to you and where does it come from? Yeah, and that's, that's something that you just said about that, which I just want to follow up because it's a great point. You said uh, most people let it in. Let fear in. Um, I would say it was so like we don't have the normal mechanisms, especially in this day and age, mm -hmm. to have those snipers at the top, you know, the front line of our minds. Actually, nobody even fucking talks about that. Mm -mm. So that's the whole thing. 
So when people like, I never heard, until I heard you say that, you know, I never actually thought about it. Like I, and I, I thought about it in some ways or another. And, you know, I'm talking about the subconscious mind, like, you know, um, I reprogrammed my mind, I think like a couple of times in the past couple of years, but, and, and I'm, you know, I'm into Dr. Joe Dispenza and all those, but then you said it really clearly in one of the clubhouses, you're like, you got to have an army at the front line of your mind, armed to the teeth, you know, because otherwise you're going to let, you know, fear, doubt, you know, anything bad into the evil, into your mind. So my question is to you, which is a follow-up question, is like, what are some of the practices that people can take from this right now, like, and, and apply it to their lives every day to build the army and train the army? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing you got to do is acknowledge that there's a war for your mind. There's a war for your mind. You see, think about it. Just all of us, I'm not a psychologist here. I'm just saying, let's just use our common sense. The one thing that we all have is a mind. It's, and it's always running, even when we don't run it to, right? And so why is that happening to us? There are certain things that are, in a sense, autonomous with you. You're, you're, and I'm going somewhere with this. You're, you're breathing. You just know to breathe. Your heart is beating. Your blood pressure, you know, your kidney functions. All these things are happening while we're speaking, even though we're not directly thinking about it. Right. They're just running on some sub base program. And until that program has an expiration date, it already has a predetermined day that this software is going to shut down. Okay. Now, in between the inception of the software and its decommission, if you will, is your life. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, you have the ability in this life to create and to be and to become whatever you imagine. This is not taught to you. This is why you said earlier, no one talks about this. Mm -hmm. And what the a lot of the so-called gurus or coaches do they don't deal with it spiritually. They deal with it scientifically. Like, for example, your subconscious mind or reprogramming your mind, if you will. Okay. So basically, you say, well, Mr. J, how do I train my army? Well, first of all, you have to know you need one. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the first thing you have to do. You have to acknowledge I, my mind needs protection. Yeah. Now, I want, you to, I want you to do a little exercise with me. Everyone who's listening, pay attention. Let us... Suppose we're in a museum and we see the Mona Lisa. Now, the Mona Lisa, you just can't go up and touch it. There's this stanchion that protects it. Yeah. Why is this stanchion around it? Why is all the laser security, uh, you know, equipment looking at this particular picture? Why? Because the picture is valuable. Yeah. It's like your mind. Right. I want you to stay with me. So you have to have a stanchion around your mind. Now, the people who are coming to see the Mona Lisa... Stay with me in your mind's eye. Those people represent all the different challenges of life that are coming to see you. All those different people. All of them are not bad. All of them are doubt and unbelief. Some of those people are success. Some of those people are prosperity. Some of those people are love. There's a, but all these different people are coming to see you. But you have a guard around your mind. You see, the battle is for your mind. Yeah. Just yeah. as much as evil can get into you, so can good. So what do you have to do? Well, if you truly do believe in 
the law of attraction. If you believe in the Bible, Ethan, you reap what you sow. That's what the word teaches us, right, Ethan? If you, you reap what you sow, young folks call it karma. What goes around comes around. That's what I hear. So if all of that is true, then the first thing you got to do is become a good person. You see, because if I sow good by the laws of creation, what should come back to me? Good. 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 This is the truth. Like we just usually say, we say, how do I do it? It's not a matter of me just putting a thousand troops on the front line. Those troops have to be trained. You have to be taught how to fire your weapon. You have to be taught how to do a field dressing. You have to be taught how to march. Yeah. These things are all taught to us. So the first thing you've got to teach yourself is really becoming a good person. I'm not saying a wimp, a sucker, let someone walk over you, disrespect you, play you for a sucker. I didn't say that. But what I am saying is you're going to really focus on being good, a good person. Why you want to focus on being a good person? Because the way you bring good into your life is by exuding good. These are the laws. And again, no one talks about this. You ever hear people say, man, I can never catch a break. Well, maybe you're not worthy of it because you're not a good person. No one ever talks about that. Everyone always assumes everyone should just be where they're supposed to be because they're great people. Not all people are good people. No one talks about these things. Here's what they'll tell you. Nice guys finish what? Or last. Last. So they're telling you it's not good for you to be what? Nice. Nice. That's crazy. Listen, and look at that. You see, wonder why there's evil in the world. This is crazy. Listen to what you're told. And then you, and here's the deal. You know the answer to that. I said, nice guys finish what? You said last. You see, that's the programming that's already running. Mm-hmm. I want people to see that we're all, most of us are all victims of the same programmer. Yeah. So the first thing you got to do is get control of you. Not your wife. Not your children, not your brother, not your sister, not your mother, not even your co-workers, not even your employees. The first person I have to control is my mind. Yeah. Yes. And that's just done through repetition. Repetition. Because it's not easy. You will find that your negative way of thinking will always try to creep its way back into your way, your, your new way of thinking. Yeah. Here's the deal. Put off the old man. What is the old man, the old man or woman, your old nature, the things that you know that aren't beneficial to you, the things that you know don't serve you, the things that you know, hey, I really need to do better at this. You know, no one knows you like you. No one. You know what you need to do. For all of you who are listening, Mr. Johnson, how do I do it? Well, it's called taking stock and accountability of your own life. And again, this is very easily said, but a lot of people won't do that. Every man's way seems right in his own eyes until another comes along and judges it. So what do I suggest you do? Work on being a good person. Work on guarding your, it will take effort. And, and to be frank with all of you who are listening, have I mastered that? No, because it's, I don't think it's something you ever will. You are all, the name of this podcast is Evolution. We are always evolving. The deal is, what are we evolving or changing into? Right. Are you changing into a good person? So it's <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, 
saying change into a good person, what does it mean? Does it mean to, to do good? To well, the, the, the do good <laughs> is the opposite of evil. Are right. you a good? Well, it's just that simple. I don't want to. We don't even have to make it real complex. It's real simple. It's hard being good. No one talks about it. It's hard being a great husband, a good husband. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. No. Yeah. And if you say that, then you're looked upon as you know something must be wrong with this guy. Where that's a bunch of crap. Men carry bravado. They carry this bravado about them. You know how I know because I mentor a lot of them and I've seen them cry right on when I'm talking to them. They won't cry in front of their wife. They won't cry in front of their kids. And a lot of them won't cry in front of their boys. But they'll cry in front of Mr. Johnson. I'm struggling. This, that, and the third. This is going on. That's going on. You know what I mean? What does it mean to be good? Number one, be good to yourself. Mm-hmm. How about that one? How? Yeah. Most think about it. You, me, and Ethan are all married men. And we all love our wives and children. We all do. It's a given, right? We wouldn't have married if we didn't. But the fact of the matter is, we're always each week or sometime throughout that month making sure that the people we love are what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that not true? Mm-hmm. We're making sure the children have food, the, the, the bills are paid, the, the needs are met, you know, all that stuff, right? And we do it gladly because we love them and we love our families. But here's the deal what Mr. Johnson is saying. Most people say, well, do good. That means being a great husband. No, Mr. Johnson just told me, be good to yourself. Most men don't do that, man. You know what the man's definition of being good to himself is? Going to the gym. I'm good to myself if I go to the gym. That's one aspect of being good to yourself physically. But Mr. Johnson is, how are you mentally? How's your heart? How you feel, man? Don't give me that BS. You know how most men do. How you doing? I'm good. Oh, I'm super fantastic. But inside you're struggling. So you got to, it's a lot of peeling back of, the, of that layer of onions, man. But again, the precept of, of this conversation was that what, what's going on. And again, it's just the evil in the world. But just as much as there's evil, there are still good people. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in this. You know, I would tell people, listen, you should read. Most people don't like to read no more. You should read. I'm not just talking about the Bible, or the Torah, or whatever. There's a lot of literature that is available that most people don't know. Everybody has Google, but they don't know what to ask Google. Everybody has Google, but you got to know what to ask it. What do I ask Google? What do I want to know? Why don't you ask what's the origin of mankind? What does the concept of evil come from? Why does evil exist? And you will find the one basic common denominator that evil exists through us. It is us that kills each other. It is us that murders one another. It is us that uh, uh, do these atrocities to our children. There is more than enough food in the world. There is no lack of money on this planet. There is no lack of anything, any resource. Why would God put us all here for us to have lack? There's more than enough food, more than enough fish, more than enough land. Do you know it's enough land in Texas to put every human being on the planet in that state and we all would get an acre of land? Every human being on the planet could live in the state of Texas. Wow. Yes. But there's a spirit called greed. There's a spirit called fear. There's a spirit called wrath. There's a, these are all spiritual. Like you said, Sagi, they can both be in close proximity to one another. And this is the everlasting war, the duality syndrome of all of mankind. 
night and day, good and evil, and you are the deliverer of either one. You could be a good husband, a great father, a great business guy. You could be a good person, even though it's hard to be good in a world full of evil sometimes. Or you can fall to the dark side. No different than Darth Vader, if you will. When he gave into the evil, he gave into it. When you walk away from your family and your marriage, a lot of times we're given into the darkness. When we give up on ourselves and doubt ourselves, don't believe in ourselves because things aren't manifesting as quickly as we would like them to do. We give into the darkness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I and think like. What, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just like I'm thinking practicalities. I know you always like you're you're talking the truth and the wisdom, and I'm like, okay, how do we create like this one, two, three, like you know, SOP for everybody listening? Well, you know, like, a lot of times, a lot of times, people say, Mr. J. What, again, as I say, the fault with most young people is that they don't want to go through anything. Mm -hmm. What you're asking me to do would be equivalent to saying, okay, <laughs> teach me everything you know about the martial arts you study in one, two, three. Yeah. It doesn't work. There's a lot of nuances, yeah. if you will. So the basic practicality, Mr. Johnson, is tell me, number one, acknowledge that I need to guard my mind. Number two, you know, how do I train my mind? How do you train your mind? It is simple. You train your mind the same way you train your body through repetition. What are you repeatedly thinking about? What are you repeatedly talking about? Yeah. What repeatedly are your thoughts focused on? What do you find yourself thinking about over and over again? Because you're going to become just that. You become what you think about. That's the gift of your existence. And you see it in your mind's eye first. Now, unless those spirits come, fear and all that crap, you'll act. But if not, those things will happen. So is there a one, two, three application? No, I'm not one of these guys that will tell you that if you just say an affirmation, or if you just take these three steps, everything will get better. That's bullshit. Yeah. Everyone sells people on the hype of success without the struggle and the suffering to get there. Hmm. And the, I cannot tell you about success. This one, okay, I'm going to give you one, two, three step. Progress, pain. Progress, pain, progress, pain, progress, pain, progress, pain, progress, pain, progress, pain, progress, pain. And through that progress and that pain brings growth. There's your one, two, three. Because okay. that's it's not just progress, 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 no struggle, no adversity, no challenges. Is that happening in your business, Ethan? Is that's how your business grew with no challenges at all? I'm always having challenges, See, if, but you, I think you're yeah, right. I wouldn't be yeah. growing if I didn't have challenges. That's yeah. right. Sagi, how about your business, brother? Is it just yeah. check after check after check after check after check? Is that how it goes, Sagi? Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's you know, yeah, it's, it's exactly how you described it. So think about it. Then you've answered your own question. How do I get there? I keep going. What do you do? What do you two keep doing every day? You're waking your asses up. You keep going. You keep going and 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 you keep going. And then when you get tired, you take a vacation. You know where you just came back from, Ethan? Right. Yeah. Now you got to do what? Get back at it again. The, the growth is in the doing, mm -hmm. not right. the thinking. All right. Yeah. Love that.
I didn't okay. mean to be so passionate about that, but I, I, I often tell people that's like, Mr. J, sum it up. How do you make a million dollars? One, two, three. Unless you're playing a lottery, everybody's path is different. There are some basic fundamentals there that we all need air to breathe. And we need water to drink. That's the fine. You need that for your existence, but you are not Ethan. And Ethan is not me. And I am not you. Yeah. And even though we all went in the same destination, good health, success, prosperity, love, peace, joy. That's what we all want. God, the universe might take us all down a different path to obtain it. Definitely. I mean, I know there's a lot of people right now listening and asking themselves, man, like, <clears throat> let's say, you know, the, you know, they're experiencing some kind of struggle. Um, and like, I get it. You need to experience the struggle. So first of all, you know, acknowledge the struggle, be okay with it, guard your mind. Don't let it in as evil thoughts. Um, you know, for me specifically, I can say I, I just developed some kind of like, um, um, and again, like you're a black belt, let's say I'm a white belt, you know, this, but it's like, for me, I'm trying to practice it, although I'm really trying to grow with my business and the, you know, I think it's one of the most challenging times in my business ever because of the need for growth and, and so many challenges and no's along the way. And, um, and it's like, every time I'm get, I get into this funk, it, it gets me for a while. And I have this SOP for myself to kind of pull me out of the specific funk. And I'm like, in general, it's just once there's doubt, I would say to myself something like, well, how might I develop confidence? Like, or once there's like, and, and just asking yourself the, the opposite question of what you're feeling, if it's negative, might just help. Yeah, I kind of like pull you out. And then I kind of remember my vision. I'm like, what I'm building. I'm so, I know, I so know what I'm building. So I'm like, that's it. You know, you got to get there. And this, you know, challenge right now, another client saying no, whatever. It's just what, another path for you to just break through. So, um, you know, congrats on having that struggle. Um, that's what I said to myself. So anyways, I just, I, I, I really face that every single day, like in the past couple of weeks. You said something, you said develop confidence. This is what I tell people about confidence. There's a scripture in the book of Hebrews that says, cast not off your confidence, for in it lies a great recompense or reward. Do I develop confidence or is it something that I'm automatically born innately with? People confuse being fearful for a lack of confidence. Confidence, fearful, they're not the same words, nor do they have the same meaning. And oftentimes, because a person doesn't do an action, they think that they're lacking confidence. It's not that you're lacking confidence, you just were afraid, you were fearful. So when I often tell people, you don't have to develop your confidence, it is already in you. Here's the deal. Do you believe that you possess it? You see, you must understand something. All, what's the law say? Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Think about that. In the United States, if I have this talent, and Ethan says, that's my town, but I possess it. That's nine tenths of all. That doesn't mean he can't sue to get it back, whatever. But the basic premise is, is in his possession, right? So possession is nine tenths of the law. One tenth more would be 100%. Possession of your mind. 
is nine tenths of the laws of creation. Mm-hmm. Your mind. You see, I keep going back to the mind. Why do I focus on the mind? Because every conversation, every automobile, every jacket, every piece of food, every ship, every car, every blade of grass, every lawnmower, every missile, every jacket, every t-shirt, every pair of glasses, a ring, a watch, this lamp, this computer have all come out of the mind of man. That's why I focus on your mind. There is nothing that any of us can look at right now that at one time was not a thought or an imaginative act. That's why I focus on your mind. So if your mind can produce a lamp, a computer, you can take the eyes out of one man and place them to another and that man can see. You can take the heart out of a man that's brain dead and put his heart into another man and that man will live. As I tell people, we're the gods. They're not meaning it Hollywood-like. We can create anything we could possibly imagine. And so given that that ability as a person, as a so-called human being, you say, Mr. Johnson, that's not true. Well, explain the Tesla. Explain the oil wells. Explain these big machines that dig up dirt and take tons of rocks and move it. Did these things always exist or did we create these things? Because we're the creators of it. And you're the creator of your reality. You must understand this. You must come. Then you will stop blaming other people and you will come to understand that it is your life. And once you understand that you're in control of your mind, then you can change your life. Mm -hmm. Your life is a reflection of your inner world. It's your own imagination pushed out of you. The best way I can explain it. So if your life is filled with things that you don't want, there are things that are inside of you that you don't want, that those things need to be expelled or those things are possessing you in a sense. And that's why you find people say it's hard to what? Change. I struggle with becoming something different because these things are so deeply rooted in their psyche, in their spirit. Remember, The concept of change is simple. However, changing is not. Love that. So I think we can end on this note. This is definitely a great wrap up. Um, Ethan, do you have any last questions for Mr. J, follow-ups? No, no, I think that was an amazing conversation today. So again, thank you guys for coming. Uh, Keep keep tuning in. It's going to get better. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, I got something to say. I know it was a deep conversation. And as always with my guy, Sagi, my guy, Ethan, these are my guys. And we have, I know you guys will see us talk when Mr. J's talking and those guys are quiet and we're kind of used to that. They always say, Mr. J, you're saying some very deep and heavy and profound things. That's not my intent. I'm just being who I am. However, I will say this. I hope that some of what was said today makes you think. You become what you think about. Mm-hmm. Remember that. You become what you think about. And the fact that you believe is what makes it real. This is just a shell. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. How that? Guys, if you enjoyed the conversation, please make sure to share it on Instagram or on any social platform. Be sure to tag us. You have our 
uh, links down below. Um, you know, just find Terrence X Johnson, Sagi Schreiber, Ethan PIC. You'll be able to find us on socials um, and tag us because, you know, we want to know that you got value from this episode. Just take a screen, screenshot, upload it somewhere. Um, also, please rate us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. That would go such a long way. If you are listening on Spotify, please be sure to rate it five stars, right? Um, it just helps the algorithms share, basically share it and spread it to more people. So that way we can really, really grow. And finally, just send it to someone that can benefit from the value that is shared on this show. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in and see you in the next episode. Thanks guys. Take care.